two, now they're out of timeouts. Down by two. One four, three left. Down two. Gets a shot off. Down by two. Hey, hi, over here, hi. hello, another hello. episode of the Down by Two podcast, how's it going? It's your host, Josh Elijah, and my co-host, Jesse McKay, <laughs> aka Birdman, that's what they call him, and then he goes, burra, burra, burra. <laughs> that, that was amazing. <laughs> you started off hot, and then you lost steam there, and it sounded like you were melting, but you just, you turned it into a song. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I found uh, I found a melody. I just wasn't sure what phases. what octave I was supposed to find, and I, I found one, and then I ended up just rolling with it. Um, it was beautiful. Am, I'm just gonna start singing into every intro. Yeah, I like that. How's it going? Well, How's we could just going? incorporate that with our intro song too. Yeah, we totally yeah. good. Yeah, make How about a, beat a full out on of it. rap. How's your week going? Everything good? <sighs> it's good. Um, hectic, hectic week. Got a big yes. drop, big drop at work. So. Oh Just, yeah, uh, you know, organizing the rollout for that, and it's a it's a lot of work that goes into these weekly drops. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I I know what you're saying. I I know what you're saying. We uh, we're actually um, recording a little bit earlier in the week here, um, but yeah, no, definitely things get pretty hectic when there is a uh, um, a drop. Um, and speaking of drops, there there is something that we do want to be able to share with you guys, all of our listeners and viewers, and everyone across the Cryer Media Network. Uh, but first, we got to go shout out our boys over at Cryer Media. Uh, an amazing network to be a part of, man. Uh, visit Cryer.com. The boys. For all things DB2 and sports-related content. Um, and then, obviously, you know, go check out some of those new drops over at Indestructible. Indestructible online and use promo code uh, down by 2 uh, Oh, no, not that one. That's Bodog. We'll That's Bodog. There. We'll get there later. Indestructible. MFG. Uh, use promo code down by two uh for 15 percent off your next order um but yeah we got lots of uh lots of exciting stuff um coming up down the pipe we've been talking about it we've been alluding to it online um and, and one of the great things about being a part of the crier media network is that um they've been sending us out to a lot of amazing live events um, whether or not it be the Honda Indy, um, all of our CFL coverage that we've been doing with the Argos, um, shout out to our boy Griff as well. Um, again, hooking that up, um, a lot of, a lot of great stuff coming down the pipe. Um, but we don't want to stop there. Um, we, we want to be able to give, um, our, our listeners and our viewers as much exclusive coverage as possible and be able to just expand our our network and our uh you know just the way our show is growing as well and give people an inside view on uh, on certain things um and as you know listening to the show that we are huge huge i mean to say that we're big huge. basketball to say that we're big basketball fans is a bit of an understatement i mean like we fucking live and breathe ball we, oh, we yeah. i mean we love our toronto raptors but we are all across the league. I mean, there, there, uh, any anything to do with basketball, we are on it. We we cover all thirty teams across the league, and um, and uh, really, really, um, uh, looking for an opportunity to be able to expand that. Well, we found our opportunity, um, and it is yeah, my distinct pleasure and honor. I am so fucking excited for this. Uh, but we, um, the boys at Down by Two and at Cryer Media, have been approved. To actually go cover the Orlando 
Magic live on scene on location in Orlando this coming season for the 2023-2024 regular season. Boom, there's the Damn. schedule. Look at there that. it is, my man. The Orlando freaking Magic. We are going to be down at Amway Center all season long. Those are our games. Uh man, really really excited so to be doing crazy. this. So crazy. The boys even locked in a back-to-back. How crazy is that? A back-to-back, man. A back-to-back. You know what? It's just it's absolutely nuts to be able to 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 have this um opportunity. Uh and so again, shout out to Cryer Media for making things possible uh and being able to um you know facilitate something like this as well. Um it's it's literally a dream come true. This is a dream come true to be able to go cover um not only the Orlando Magic, which are a very young, exciting team that I am super pumped for. I mean, like when you have pieces like Wagner and and Rookie of the Year, uh, Paulo Bancaro as well. I mean, like they they're they're a young, exciting squad with a lot to be uh, pumped for. If you're a Magic fan, and we are excited uh, to be able to dedicate our time and efforts towards. Um, giving you exclusive coverage with the Orlando Magic. And not only that, but if you look at this schedule, we have carefully crafted this one as well. Oh, yeah. Um, because there are teams um, that have a um, a connection uh, with the Raptors, uh, not only to mention the Toronto freaking Raptors. We're going to be down there covering them as well. Our, our, our team. Um, but yeah, we we carefully selected these these uh, these games. Uh, 76ers, obviously, with the connection, you know, with Nick Nurse and um, and then Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, Raptors, obviously, and then and then the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard and the Grizzlies, are, you know, just for fun. Um, you know, having uh, having, you know, I guess formerly being a Canadian team as well. Um, I guess that's our loose, loose connection. But these are five games that we have circled and uh, we're beyond blessed to be able to go down and give you exclusive coverage um, throughout the 2023-2024 uh, season. Um, Jesse, we're we made it, man. We're Florida boys now, bro. We're Florida boys. We are snowbirds. We are, uh, we yeah. are heading down there uh, January, February, and March. Um, this is literally, quite literally, a dream come true. Uh, and you know what, man, I like, I just, I, I, I wouldn't rather do it with anyone else in the world, man. So cheers to you, my man. Um, cheers, thank you. Yeah, man, we, we, we made it. We honestly, we made it. Um, and to say that, you know, making it to this point after, like once we first started this podcast and, and if you, t- if you were to tell us in, in, in two to three years that we'd be down covering the NBA live, um, from the press box in the locker rooms, the player interviews, all of that kind of stuff, post game pressers. I mean, I never thought that this would have happened, but you know, it, it did. We, you know, worked hard it's crazy. and here we are. It's so crazy. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's pretty surreal, man. Like just this, this whole project was, uh, just for fun. And now it's very, very serious and even more fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, this is, this is the dream. This is the dream come true, uh, for, for us. And, you know, for anyone out there who's just been thinking about, Hey, um, I, I, I want to be able to, you know, pursue my passion, pursue my dreams, just do it. Because I mean, we started off as just a couple boys, um, talking about sports with our boy, Mike as well. And just, you know, whatever sort of rants and shitty takes that we had and, put that together. And the next thing you know, just it, it amounted to so much more. Um, so we were beyond um, blessed to be able to go down and, and cover the Orlando magic. We've been in talks with their, with their, um, 
media coordinators and uh, it's just a, a great team to be a part of as well um, and to give you guys um, the, the best coverage that we possibly can. We're going to be putting out some amazing content and the reason why we also chose the Orlando Magic as well is that they are going to have an effect on the entire Eastern Conference so whether or not it's the Raptors directly or the Eastern Conference landscape as a whole. Yeah, they're uh, a team to look out for. This year. They are a team to look out for. They are absolutely a team to look out for. They're a team to be reckoned with. They've got some yep. young, young pieces. They had the top, they had the sixth and the 11th pick in the draft. So they got some young, young talent. Um, and, and not to forget that, you know, Jalen Suggs ended up going to the magic as opposed to yep. um, you know, someone like Scotty Barnes. We took Scotty Barnes uh, a place over uh, Jalen Suggs. And, um, um, you know, both of these teams have, um, you know, back-to-back rookies of the year. So, you know, very, very young, exciting teams with uh, with some promise as well. Raptors, as you'll be able to uh, uh, gather, you know, in the second half of this episode, as we had uh, Steve Dangle, uh, Steve Dangle Podcast Network, uh, NBA reporter himself, S. Uh, Barahenny on the show. Um, a very, very knowledgeable dude when it comes to the game all around itself. So um, the Raptors are in kind of murky waters with not really a clear direction. The direction for the Orlando Magic is just upwards. It's there's a mm-hmm. whole lot of hype around this team. Um, and, and just don't sleep on them. I've been catching some flack online about putting my, uh, putting my thoughts out there. Don't sleep on the, on, on the magic. And uh, some people maybe, but we're not, we're, we're really, really excited for the direction of this team and uh, everything that's to come this year. I really hope that they can make it into like a play in situation where we can go oh, down and, and cover a play in game because that is, uh, that would be the overall, um, goal there would be unreal this is honestly like the best time to be a a fan of a franchise is the position they're in right now absolutely it's literally like the best times because if they if they don't do as well as maybe you would have expected it's okay right like Mm -hmm. you're not trying to win the title just yet it's all about growth and development and all of the exciting moments that your young players are going to provide right absolutely that's there's just so much optimism and everything. It's just that those are the days that you, that you miss when you get to the, the dark days when you're rebuilding. Right. Absolutely. Uh, or, or the, or the murky uh, middle ground that exactly uh, the Raptors and there's experiencing right now. Right. There's so. a, there's a lot of that going on in the Eastern conference and with the magic. I mean, it's just an upward trajectory. I mean, to see that exciting play that you're getting from Mark L. Fultz as well, when healthy, I mean, like, dude, oh, that, that, a he's been making in itself. Exactly, man. It's it's just been such a um, such a, a crazy up and down career for him, um, and then and then to be able to find his home here in Orlando and 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 be productive. Um, and like they their record when he was healthy last year was phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, to have pieces like him, and you have Gary Harris, uh, we're we're definitely going to have to break down exactly you know what our thoughts are on on the Magic and and, and dissect this roster in, in later episodes. Um, but just wanted to be able to uh, you know touch base on just you know how exciting this squad really is. I mean, Jonathan Isaac is back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, that's right. We're he's gonna get back. a full healthy season. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, Jonathan I mean, Isaac. Yeah, man. So it's just there's so much, so much to dissect with this team, and uh, we're going to be all over it. Obviously, we're going to be giving our coverage with the Raptors. We got some exciting news also as well coming up for the Raptors, but we'll uh, we'll stay tuned for that as well. Um, but for this, for for this, I mean, being able to go down 
uh, January 19th, covering the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, we're going to be on the streets, man. We're going to be doing some some interviews with fans and then getting their thoughts on uh, on the squads and some of the visiting teams as well. The Bulls, obviously, um, you know, it's sort of that that murky middle ground as well with the Raptors and you know what the direction of that team is. Are you looking to add uh, pieces or are you looking to blow that up? Um, you know, as the season progresses, we'll just have to see you know the direction that team takes. Raptors, obviously, it's going to be a big that's the the big one that we had circled on our calendar. Uh, the Clippers and the and the Grizzlies really just sort of of you know fell into our laps as uh, Easter weekend um games to be able to go cover um and uh we're, we're very very fortunate to have this opportunity so um keep uh keep uh, we'll keep you posted with everything that's coming on uh down the pipe when it comes to that and uh you'll you'll be hearing from us we'll be uh doing a lot of coverage when it comes to the magic so um yeah man buddy so proud of you man so proud of you for yeah, for uh, getting us to this point too and um yeah, man, just a lot of a lot of exciting stuff around here at DB2. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's all I got to say about that. Just really, really pumped for this season. If you see us decked out in Magic merch, don't be alarmed. We still love our Raptors, but we yeah, we, we gotta love show our some love to the Magic as well. We and gotta I mean, get some uh, some jerseys and literally whatever else I can find. Some new swag, <laughs> man. You're already like, you're hello. already repping, my guy. You're already repping. And it's so like, funny because I I actually bought this like two weeks before we found out that we were gonna be able to do this, mm-hmm. and it was just a sign, man. I just bought it because I was like, oh, it's that's like super, it, it's original vintage. I'm pretty sure it's from the year they came into the league. It's the magic, <laughs> it's man. Just like, I mean, like when you when you think of all the teams, like like they've had some incredible oh, like, the rosters. I mean, nuts. I mean, from drafting Shaquille O'Neal, and then like uh, uh, we we have a lot of history between the Raptors and the Magic. I mean, that's where. Um, Tracy McGrady ended up leaving the Raptors to go to as well. Uh, Vince Carter ended up in Orlando after you know making a stop in New Jersey. But like, uh, there's been a lot Penny of back Hardaway. and forth. Penny Hardaway. I mean, just some, some legends, some, man. Some absolute legends. I mean, <laughs> we we ended up with Hito Turkoglu as well. I mean, they <laughs> they love Hito down there. Terrence Ross. Um, Terrence Ross, man, and the Serge Ibaka trade. Like, there's a lot of history between these franchises, and uh, you know, it's 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 really it's a team that I've I've always liked, um, and we took a liking to them as well. And you know, there was a reason why we picked the Magic, and it's because they're just such an exciting team. And uh, you know, getting getting the the email and getting the letter uh, from the NBA as as well, just when it comes to you know, our, our, um, approval for the, for the credentials. It's just, it's completely surreal. It really is. So I'm very, very excited for, for what's to come this season and, uh, you know, and, and what's to come in the future as well. Yeah. Same. I, and like the fact that like Orlando is going to be a second home for us, we're going to get to know the city. It's, it's just so crazy, man. It is, man. It is. I can't wait to spend time down there with you, man. It's going to be, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, man, it's going to be a it's going to be a time, man. It's going to be a time if you if you're if you're watching this and you are a magic fan, if you're in the city, show us around, show us what's good in the O. Okay, we are we are ready to go. We'll be down there a lot this this uh, this winter. So so please hit us up and uh, we'll be sure to bring you down a couple uh, yup beers. Visit yupbeer.com to find a location <laughs> near you uh, <laughs> now yeah, available go. in. <laughs> in grocery stores and beer stores across Ontario. Magic colors, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look at that. The magic <laughs> blue. The magic blue. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's surreal. Um, but let's, let's get into our, our next, uh, our next segment here when it comes to, uh, DB two bets brought to you by Bodog. Uh, visit that link over there. Uh, link in our bio links plastered everywhere to be able to get a 100% sign up bonus when you create a new account with Bodog. Um, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, you throw a hundred bucks in, they give you another hundred bucks. It's that simple. So, uh, click that link. Scan that QR code. Do what you got to do. Create that account um, and uh, and get that that sweet sweet sign up bonus. Um, checking the odds over on Bodog. Uh, just looking at season totals uh, when it comes to the Raptors. We do this every year. Um, last year we were off. We were off with the Raptors uh, when it comes to their season totals. They definitely w- went way under as well. Um, but we've got some new season totals for wins over under. Um, and we're we're here to break those down a little bit. And we decided to um, uh, we decided to go with both overs uh, for the Toronto Raptors as they are listed at minus 110 uh, for the odds to hit over 36 and a half low. wins. What does that tell you, Jesse? What does that tell you when Vegas has these odds set at 36 and a half wins for the Raptors? When last year, I believe they were at 46? So last year, I got them at 44 on some sports books. And uh, I got, I can't remember where it was, but one of them was 46 for sure. One of them was 46. But man, I mean, finishing 41 wins, like I don't, I don't see them taking that much of a step back. Like 36, that's, that's ten. That's that's, that's ten not, more losses. It's just like it's too low, man. With the the talent they have on that roster, like I understand that the Eastern Conference got a lot better, but like I would beg to differ. That's, that's like a lot of Eastern team Conference right there. didn't get that much better because when when you really? take the you Bucks, so? no, when you take the Bucks and you take the the Celtics, those two teams absolutely got a lot better, but like. Aside from that, it's really kind of anyone's games. I mean, are you really scared by Philly? Like, I don't even know what's going no. on in Philadelphia. And then it's just like, then who? Like, I guess you got the Knicks, right? And you got the Cavs. Yeah. But like, but like, so still- the way I look at it is who is going to be competitive every night? And I think almost every team except for Detroit is going to be competitive Charlotte. every single night. I mean, yeah, Maybe I Charlotte. Don't- yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's like what two teams in the whole Eastern Conference where it's like, okay, that should be an automatic dub. No offense to those franchises, but and like like you just said, like the Magic, nice young up and coming squad. You can't just walk into their building and assume you're gonna walk away with a win. You gotta show up. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's why I I just think like the whole Eastern Conference, even the Western Conference, really. Like, I think most teams improve to the point where, like, no one's really going to be bottoming out. You know what I mean? No. No. I mean, yeah, unless you're the Wizards. Um, but I mean, like, <laughs> there's I, there, there's just there's a lot of uncertainty. And then in, the, in that gigantic middle chunk of of teams, I mean, the you don't really know. I mean, like you could see maybe um, the Indiana Pacers taking a, another step forward. Um, you could yeah. you could see um, just a lot of these teams that are that are middle ground type teams. Like, who knows what the Miami Heat are going to look like this year? Um, there's uh, it. It really is anyone's game, but to say that the Raptors are going to 
lose 10 more games than they did last year because Fred's gone? I don't think so. I th- I think I like it's just it, it's a bit baffling to me, and there, we definitely have some new pieces, and we're definitely going to get that in, uh, get into that with with S. Barahenny as well. But um, yeah, when it comes to thirty six and a half wins, that's just too low. Give me the over on that minus one ten. Again, odds are over a Bodog. I think the problem with last year too is we were so high on them from uh, the year prior to that where they won 40 where they might have overachieved a little bit definitely an overachieving season right so we're Mm -hmm. higher on them last year than maybe we should have been but again 44 46 wins last year compared to 36 this year that's it's too much of a drop so scan that qr code open up a new account throw a hundred dollars in they're gonna give you two hundred dollars to play and throw 200 down on that one (laughs) <laughs> throw it, throw it over on the, the Raptors, Raptors over thirty six and a half. I mean, that, it's kind of disrespectful to be completely honest. I they should easily get oh, more than that. I mean, like if it's thirty eight, that's going to be a pretty disappointing season for the Raptors. But like uh, then again, like thirty six and a half is just too low. Yeah. Guess who else they have at thirty six and a half wins? Hmm. Oh, it's our Orlando Magic thirty six and a half wins. We're taking that on the over again. This one, the odds are minus one forty five. So. They're thinking that you know this one's a little bit more likely, a little bit more likely to hit uh, the over thirty six and a half. Um, guys, I mean, I don't see like thirty six is just too low. Last year they were thirty eight, so what, they're going to take another step back. Like I don't understand, like why they, they've 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 got new draft capital. I mean, I definitely think that um, that Anthony Black is going to be more of a part of the the squad um, than someone like Jet Howard. They might ease him in a little bit, um, a little bit easier than uh, than Anthony Black. I mean, Anthony Black, I think we're just going to get some more playing time. Um, if players are staying healthy, I mean, you got Jonathan Isaac that's back too. Wendell Carter Jr. I love him at center, and then expect you know Wagner and Bankero to to take other steps forward. I mean, like. Look, I don't know what could be stopping Ben Carroll from making the All-Star team this year. Like this is there's there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to this Magic squad. And Marco Fultz, if he can stay healthy and Jalen Suggs maybe breaks out of that sophomore slump. I mean, he's kind of been up up and down a little bit, but I mean, there, there's definitely a lot more to be excited than 36 and a half wins. I definitely see him pushing upwards to let's say let, let, let's let's try and make it at the 500 mark. I mean, like 36 and a half I think is a bit low for these Magic what do you think? I think I think five hundred is a pretty uh, pretty safe spot to to go for. You're also forgetting guys like Cole Anthony, like who just these signed guys a ticket, who are man. Just staples on this roster for the last few years, and they mm-hmm. put up numbers, man. Like they've got they've got a good squad. They just gotta like I feel like they just gotta organize it and get everything cohesive as a unit, you know. And that's part of the learning process when you're like twenty years old, twenty one. Absolutely. And dude, that's just the next logical step for these guys. Like the, the pieces are there. And like you said, they just hit in the lottery again with two lottery picks. So like, just wait till those guys are integrated. It's like nothing but excitement for this team, man. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see how you take a step back when you have all that going for you. They definitely have to, you know, work on their shooting. Uh, they're, they're not a good shooting team. Neither are the Raptors as well. These are the, it's the one thing that the both of our squads have to 
uh, take account, take accountability for and, and, and improve on. So, um, you know, that aside, I mean, we're going to be down there and we're going to be watching these players develop as well, which is going to be super exciting and building relationships with these players as part of the media. So, um, really, really excited. Hit that over though. I mean, magic fans, come on, create that Bodog account. All you got to do is hit that sweet, sweet sign up bonus. Uh, where's that promo code again? Boom. There it is. Scan that QR code. Click the link, do what you got to do, but create that free account and use Bodog um, to get your get your free sign up bonus 100, 100% down on uh, 100% of the money that you put in. So doubling down on that, that's what we got for our bets today uh, for the season, uh, mind you. Um, but other than that, we had... Um, Good pal and uh, excited to have S on this show from uh, the Steve Dangle podcast network as well. Uh, just the wealth of knowledge uh, when it comes to, you know, just the league in general, sports in general. But man, when it comes to basketball, he knows his stuff. And uh, it was great to have him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And super nice guy. Honestly, yeah. he should just take my spot on the show. I feel like <laughs> he, <laughs> no, knows, man. he is so good at basketball, man. Oh, so much knowledge. We'll definitely be it. having him on throughout the, the course of the season. Uh, but here he is. Uh, give it up for S. Barahenny on the Down by Two podcast. All righty. Really stoked to have this next guest on the show. Uh, I've had a chance to jump on shows with him in the past as well. Uh, it's been a while in the making and uh, super stoked to be able to have him on. Uh, formerly TSN, Raptors Republic, and The Score. Now currently with the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. It's S. Barahenny. Did I say that right, Barahenny? Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay. you killed it, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I know I know you go by S, but um, I, I, I'll take a stab at saying your full name. Is it Esfandir? <laughs> Esfandir, but yeah. Esfandir. Okay, okay, cool, it's man. It's honestly, cool, you know, a lot of people see it and they're intimidated by the name, but it's it really is as phonetic as you possibly can get when it comes to it. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. All right, we'll, we'll stick with us. It's all yeah. good. We'll, yeah. we'll stick with us. I remember uh, Jesse... Last time uh, we were on uh, our boy Freddie Rivas' show, Confederacy of Dunks, amazing show. Go yeah. check it out on Raptors Republic as well. Um, I my my screen name was uh, was Jish when I came up because that's just my my, my <laughs> oh, nickname. and that that means yeah yeah yeah. It was <laughs> it was my nickname. And the way the nickname came across was just like because it was a typo in a text message once and it, <laughs> because the O was close to the I on the keyboard, so I just ended up being called Jish for quite some time, and it just kind of stuck. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then asked, what were you saying? That was, uh, yeah, where so, you're from, it means something completely different. So Jish in Farsi, which is Iranian, it means piss. It means, <laughs> it means piss. It 100% just means, I, it, it, yeah, exactly. It's if you, <laughs> if you ever hear a Persian person say, yeah, I'm going to go Jish, that means, you know. <laughs> Take the jish out of you. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh man, but that's you know that's that's uh, that, was, that was funny. It's it's been uh, it's good to catch up with you here, man. Um, it's it's been a while. We've been uh, looking forward to having you on the show, and there's no better time right now as as we're finally into the first week of the NBA regular season. Um, we're gonna try and stay on track as much as we can, but to just to start off with, for some of our viewers and listeners that are tuning in for the first time uh, and and hearing you as well, uh, just give us a little bit of background because uh, first of all, again, congratulations uh, joining the. The, the dangle network as well sure. um and uh, you got quite the resume man how did we uh, get to this point and uh, here today 
Uh, man, just love basketball. Uh, been yeah. been kind of following it. I, I, to be honest with you, I had a pretty unconventional path. I think a lot of people that get into this type of stuff have unconventional paths to get here. Um, tried a bunch of different things in school. Went to business school. Went to law school. Didn't really like either. Was good at it, but didn't really want to like commit to one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, had been doing this type of stuff on the side uh, as something to sort of be just to be good at, I guess, if you will. Um, but ultimately, I don't know. It just, at some point I was like, Hey, if you're going to be able to do this, if you're willing to do it for free, you might as well get paid for it. Um, and I started to focus more on it and here we are, went to school for it and you know, all those, all those things that you mentioned at the top. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the experience that we got. And now we're here, man. Yeah, man. No, that's great. And that's, you know, kind of the same for us. Hey, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. We just, this was just a passion project during COVID. It was like, We have literally nothing else to do. Let's just hop on, (laughs) uh, not even FaceTime. Let's just hop on a Zoom chat and just shoot the shit about basketball and hockey and whatever. And I don't know. It it ended up being way more fun than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. When you spend that much time, you're absolutely right. If you're spending that much time doing it, you might as well get paid for it. And uh, so that's that's sweet. Um, Yeah. And we've been wanting to have you on as well. You're just such a wealth when it comes to basketball knowledge all around. We'll try and keep things as Raptor-centric as possible. Uh, Probably touch a little bit on the magic as well. But um, starting off with the Raptors. We haven't been doing much coverage since uh, since the draft and since free agency as well. Um, give me give us some of your thoughts on the Raptors' choices and some of the moves that they made um, when it comes to you know not only the draft but um, you know some of the acquisitions and saying farewell to some of our players and you know what yeah. this offseason kind of looked like and how do you think that they fared? Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think if you ask most people, they'll say this offseason was a tough one. Uh, it, it, you know, it feels like they've been in transition for the last couple of years uh, from the Kyle Lowry, quote unquote, era to this new generation. And then maybe, you know, with the up and coming Scotty Barnes, there's sort of a new era that's peeking its head out and maybe potentially coming as well. So I, I think ultimately this phase is one of transition um, and last this summer, it was a lot of transition, obviously losing Fred Van Vliet. That's going to be a huge part of this season, how they're going to look in general. And I think ultimately when you add Dennis Schroeder, who's not the talent that Van Vliet is, um, you know, it's, no. it, some people say it's like a panic signing. I don't, I don't want to go that far, but like, yeah, they sure. had to scramble to find a point guard. They found a point guard in, in Schroeder. Uh, they drafted Grady Dick. Uh, who, yeah. uh, you know, for all intents and purposes is a shooter, a guy who fits what this team needs, uh, in terms of floor spacing, in terms of a guy who can work well next to Scotty Barnes eventually. Uh, and I think that's, that's where they're at. It's like, Hey, we're in a position where we have to transition into a new phase, be it with Scotty, obviously having this new head coach and Dr. Ryakovich, how are they going to get to that next level? We got to wait and see. And then, you know, there's obviously the Pascal Siakam of it all, his mm-hmm. his unrestricted free agency coming up. What happens? Does he get traded? Does he get extended, et cetera, et cetera? I think these are the things that, you know, if you want the quote unquote storylines to look for this this season for the Raptors. I mean, you touched on Grady Dick there as well. And I mean, Bird, we we talk about this quite often as well. I mean, you've you've co- you covered Grady uh, quite extensively and the yeah. That's the guy that you wanted as well. But mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about how he's going to fit in? And I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on Grady here? Uh, I mean, like, it, it was, I liked it when when they when they picked him just strictly because like we have a 
we kind of have a history of not going with the most logical choice yeah. for team need. And then we finally did it and it just, it felt like, I don't know. It just felt so different, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like, like maybe there's too much hype, maybe too much expectation put on him as a 13th overall pick. Like, like how do you feel about that? Like, do you think, yeah. do you feel like, what like do you expect from him this year? I don't expect much from him this season, to be honest with you. Um, I think the type of player he is, is one that's complimentary and, you know, like maybe there's some potential there for him to eventually become like an elite shooter, like a guy who can, uh, get his own off of like five or less dribbles, clay Thompson esque type. Maybe there is that potential there at some point, but we're not even close to that right no. now. Um, and I think ultimately like, well, I'm not expecting much from him this season. I think, from what we've seen, from what we've heard from Darko Ryakovic and kind of the rest of the staff, it seems like they're going to transition him in really slowly. I would be shocked if he's in the rotation to start the year. I think, you know, maybe there are some moves towards halfway through the season and he gets slotted into the rotation for the second half of the year. That's something I can see happening more, more than him just being thrusted into the, to the fire, if you will. I don't know. I, I just, I don't have much expectations for this season, but I do think people are right to be hyped or excited about who he is because he pairs really well with guys like Scotty, with guys like Pascal. It's just like this team is so deprived of shooting that any oh. type of shooting will be, you know, it's like finding water in the Literally desert. Literally anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the, I, I feel like there is just a little bit too much hype over Grady Dick. Like, Fair. he's in Drake videos now. Like, it's just getting, it's getting a little out of hand, and it's all happening too quick. <laughs> Don't like, talk it's just... to my man like <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I know, it was kind of sick, though. But, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, I mean, like, it was bound to happen. I just didn't think it was going to be before the start of the regular season. But, Fair. I mean... <laughs> It's, you know, it is funny when you're just talking about this makeup and we definitely needed a Grady Dick S type player. Like we need someone to be able to space the floor. And it seems like the Raptors and Masai has, has done everything in his power to surround these players with non shooters. Like, I don't yeah. really understand, like, yeah. especially when you look at signing somebody like Jakob Pertle. Uh, who really can't space the floor, maybe at the top of the key, but you're not getting any sort of shots out of him as a big man. Um, and then you look at some of the other signings that we have as well, like like Dennis Schroeder. We're not talking about hitting right. the panic button with him, uh, but he's definitely not someone that he's not going to be ball for you. Yeah, no, he's not. And and then like and then even as of recently, Justice Winslow. I mean, like, damn, can you get any other non-shooters on this squad? Like, <laughs> I don't. I'm 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 just I'm a little confused as as to what the direction is and what the idea is here. Because I mean, aside from Grady Dick, there really hasn't been much, you know, floor spacing. I mean, yeah. hopefully, if you get Porter Jr., um, Otto Porter, if uh, if he can, you know, stay healthy, then maybe he might be able to have some sort of an effect. But I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that direction, brother? You were preaching to the choir. I, <laughs> okay. I just, I mean, I think I no. I think a lot of people share this sentiment in the sense that the roster construction does leave you one it leaves a lot to be desired but also it leaves you a little confused at what the hell the direction is going to be for this team moving forward mm -hmm. um and i i think i think like i said earlier it is a bit of a transition you know these things kind of they they're slower than we like to expect they take their time the raptors especially are so much more patient than you know people kind of want them to be mm -hmm. um it bites them in the back. A lot of times you think of the Fred Van Vliet situation. You think of the Kyle Lowry situation. Maybe they were too patient in those situations. They probably will be a little too patient in the Pascal situation as well. But I just think 
they are so committed to, and there's a lot of factors to this. Like there's the fact that Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment is up for sale. The fact that yeah. there is, you know, this kind of idea that they still need to be competitive and that they need to win because they don't have picks that are available to them. They Their pick this year is out the door. I think yeah. some of that is factoring into their decision-making where it's like, we have to somehow, some way field a winning team. We can't go in that direction just yet. So it, like I said, it's a bit of a transition into whatever this murky phase is before you get to the Scotty Barnes era with him and Grady and whoever else is going to be included into it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little worrisome because, I mean, you didn't you don't have to look much further than media day to really just kind of see, you know, even in Pascal Siakam's body language and just the way um, everyone's just sort of caring about this season. It just doesn't seem like players are as excited as they normally would be. And just Mm -hmm. because I think there is just a lack of direction, even within, you know, uh, the locker room, as opposed to um, just what, what fans are being left with. I, it is a little concerning. Is it not? I don't know. I mean, this, we don't have time for a transition phase. I mean, it's, it's, it's coming, but uh, I, I just don't know if that's, you know, what Raptors fans are really looking for. Obviously. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, I think like if you wanted to have one thing to kind of hang your hat on this year is, uh, from what we've seen and from what they're trying to do with Darko, with the with the new coaching style, the scheme, et cetera, they're putting the ball in Scotty Barnes' hands more often. That is their emphasis is trying to develop this guy as much as possible. And I think long-term, that is obviously the right call. He is the guy that they are hanging their hat on um, in terms of this future, right? And, yeah. and, and ultimately, I think that is the right call. So if you wanted to have anything to be excited about for the Raptors this season, it's the fact that you're going to try to see Scotty Barnes experiment as much as possible. And through, through the preseason, through the four games that we've seen so far, there have been a lot of things to be impressed about with Scotty. Mm-hmm. That makes you think like, oh, hey, maybe the year two was sort of a sophomore uh, bump or wall, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And year three is the year that many are expecting to be the breakout, but who knows, right? You touched on uh, on Darko as well, and I mean, I'm I'm very excited to see what our uh, what our new coach brings in. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on the direction that he's actually going to take this team as well? Some of his new coaching style, um, and how do you think you know some of these players are going to either favor or maybe hinder? as yeah. the season progresses. Uh, okay, so his style is 0.5 basketball, right? Yeah. And 0.5 basketball is it, it's it's essentially asking you in 0.5 seconds or less to make a decision whether it is passing, whether it is shooting, whether it is driving the ball or doing something else with it. You have to make quick decisions. Um yes. that means the Raptors are moving away from their isolation style that has dominated the team over the last two seasons. That might hinder a Pascal Siakam, who was one of the best isolation scorers in the league over the last couple of years. That probably impacts a Scotty Barnes a little bit, who was a high-frequency isolation player. But I don't think it necessarily negatively impacts them. And when you talk about coaching style, a lot of it has to do with the buy-in of the players. If these guys are willing to play the game and play the game the way the coach wants them to, then there is going to be, like, at least there's a honeymoon phase right now, right? In the yeah. preseason, everybody's given the good answers. Everybody's saying, oh, we love it here. We love ta- doing this new system, new style. But 20, 30 games in, when you see you're not getting the shots that you necessarily do, when you see that you're not necessarily getting the touches that you usually do, then there's a conversation to be had about how this style is being adopted. But early on, so far, the guys seem committed. The guys yeah. seem like they're ready to play this style. I think it 
you know, idealistically, it benefits them because they're a bunch of long, rangy, athletic guys who can sort of feast in this movement type of offense. Yes. But ultimately, like, you got to see if these guys are willing to do it for a long period of time. You're absolutely right. I think it would definitely favor them a little bit more than ISO ball as well, because when your roster is constructed around these six, eight forwards, lanky guys, I mean, I'm th- you're thinking that, you know, that the ISO ball, I'm not sure is exactly what you might've thought that would work best for them. Uh, yeah. But then, so yeah, um, I, I'm definitely excited about this. Um, we'll see after they drop six of eight on the road, um, you know, on a, on a road trip out West. So um, exactly. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, it'll be, well, yeah, you got to see like in December when they lose five in a row, to whatever team like mm-hmm. how is the team going to respond then right it, uh, is the ball movement still going to be the same as it was in game one that we're going to see next you know in the couple of days i just that's the kind of question you got to have to yourself is like long term are these guys going to buy into this system yeah and then overall is this system something that some of these guys are even willing to do right now so we'll see because if it doesn't work, then the Raptors could very easily become sellers again at the deadline, which I feel like last year wasn't obviously the direction that they took. But this year, come the trade deadline, if they're not in position to win and actually make a bit of a surge when it comes mm-hmm. to the rankings into the playoffs, maybe get over that, um, you know, over the seventh seed so they don't have to be a part of the play in because that's, you know, where ideally they would like to be if they if, they, if it doesn't work. I mean, are they going to be big sellers at the deadline? Do you think that this would be the year? Because there's a lot of questions when it comes to contracts. I think the one guy that they'd be sellers for is Pascal. Um, I know there's been discussions about OG, but I really do think he's a long-term part of this team. He wasn't ever going to sign that extension this summer. It just doesn't make sense for him. He's going to make more money this this upcoming summer. Um, So I do think he's a long-term part of this team. He also fits very well next to Scotty Barnes and, you know, he kind of has similar traits to like the Grady Dix and great Gary Trent juniors of the world mm-hmm. in terms of being a good shooter, you know, wing player, complimentary guy. I, I think OG stays put. Uh, th- there's still other guys out there that have question marks on them. Obviously Pascal is number one. I think the discussion around Pascal this year is going to be exhausting <laughs> because, yeah. because they're every week it's going to be, Hey, where's this guy's contract extension? How much money? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Uh, so that, that'll be a question. Same thing applies to Gary Trent Jr. Although maybe with this new style, uh, he kind of outplays what he did over the last couple of seasons and he looks Mm -hmm. much better, but yeah, ultimately, man, I think it's those two guys that you're going to be watching for and saying, Hey, maybe they're sellers. Maybe they move off of Gary Trent Jr. or Pascal at some point. Absolutely. Uh, we'll we'll transition a little bit over here to another not very good shooting team. But uh, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, <laughs> we are doing uh, got our credentials from the NBA and covering the Orlando Magic throughout the 2023-2024 season. Uh, yeah, um, an exciting young squad. And we're definitely pumped to be covering them. Um, what are some of your thoughts on, you know, uh, th- this young look team? I mean, with some exciting pieces, yeah. they, um, they, you know, they had the sixth and the 11th pick in the draft going with Anthony Black and uh, and Jet Howard as well. Um, um, old Juan Howard's uh, son. I mean, a lot of people were saying that they 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 picked them a little bit too early, you know, with other players that were on the board. But uh, yeah, two two players as well that aren't really the greatest shooters and all around. I mean, there's question marks when it comes to shooting with this team. Uh, yeah. But how do you see them faring? Do you do you see them doing well this year and making maybe a run for that play in tournament? 
Uh, yes, I could see them making a run. Will they actually get there? I would be skeptical. Uh, I just, I, I think when you look at that, like kind of muddy part of the Eastern conference, there's yeah. Atlanta, there's Chicago, there's Toronto, there's Brooklyn, there's, uh, Indiana, Indiana or, yeah. Orlando as well is, is a part of this group. And that's six teams. There's only four spots in that playing race. I'm not even including, you know, some of the like mid tier, like of affiliate New York, maybe teams that like. There's some question marks around what they might do. Anyways, regardless, yeah, I, I, like there's 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 a murkiness to that middle of the East. Um, and Orlando, obviously, I, if you took a poll, I think people would say has the brightest future of that murkiness. But right now, they're probably a little ahead of schedule. You have Paulo Bancaro, who looks like a star. You have Franz Wagner, who looks like a star. In that, you have your core. In that, you have the foundation in which you're building from. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have these complimentary players that you sort of got to see how they fit. Last right. year, I think Markel Fultz was absolutely amazing for this team. They yes. played 500 basketball with him in the lineup. He was just enigmatic. I, I, I've talked about it before, but he kind of mm-hmm. plays basketball like a slinky, you know, like he just kind of bounces yeah. back and very forth crafty. from yeah. he's very, very crafty. Uh, I just, I love Markel's game. You know, they have Jalen Suggs. Maybe he's a breakout candidate this year. You know, yeah. he's, he's had a tipsy turvy kind of, two years in the league, but maybe his three point shot develops. He's a great defender. I kind of liken him to like uh, a new age version of Marcus smart. Maybe he gets to that point at some point in his career with his offense. Yeah. But, but yeah, they have a lot of great pieces. They have a lot of guys to be excited about. <laughs> like if you're comparing the Raptors and, and magic, there's a lot more to be excited about on Orlando's front, just because they're, the bright, shiny new toy uh, of yeah. the NBA. You know what I mean? And yeah, there's, there's, um, there's a, a good to being in that position as a franchise. I mean, they both franchises had the rookie of the year back to back. So, I mean, or they mm-hmm. had, uh, you know, we just, Orlando just had them and then Scotty Barnes yeah. with the Raptors as well. Um, Bodog actually has them both at 36 and a half uh, for the win total. Do you see both of these teams achieving over or are they hitting under? Yeah. So what did Orlando win last year? Let me see again. Let me see what they won. Cause they were, they were like 29 and 28 with Fultz in the lineup. Once he came back, mm-hmm. cause I remember that from my preview. Let me see. We should second. probably know this if we're going to be. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I they won was around 40. They won 34 games okay. last year. Uh, yeah. And if they're 36 and a half, I think I'd go over. I think I'd go pretty, uh, I'm not comfortably over. I think they probably win around 36, 37, 38 mm-hmm. games. I'm pretty confident the Raptors go over in that. Uh, I think they probably win 40 games, 41 games, maybe 42 games. I mean, yeah. if there's a really good that, season, I can see realm. a. Yeah, I, if if it's a really impressive season, I could see 43, 44 games, whatever. But uh, ultimately, I do think both those teams go over. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, funny enough as well, I mean, we've seen a bit of uh, slander coming from Patrick Beverly over social media <laughs> over the last few days, um, oh, starting God. off with Orlando as well, just calling like when it comes to, you know, Wagner and Bancaro, Wagner being put 52nd on that list there. Who? And then uh, and Bancaro, who? <laughs> yeah. And then Bancaro, who? Uh, nobody, just the reigning rookie of the year. Um, yeah. <laughs> It, it like uh, and then and then obviously there's uh it, as of today he's just uh saying that you know players like Pascal Siakam and uh OG Ananobi just don't intimidate him you wouldn't be scared of these players if he runs into him in an alley which i don't know why he's fighting anyways i mean it's yeah. it's just it's Patrick Beverly and I've, i'm all all around like he's just an annoying guy any any thoughts any sort of validity to what he's saying here 
I would just say that Patrick Beverly is clearly trying to get some views for his podcast. Yeah, uh, sure. It is, it's probably <laughs> it's probably struggling a little bit, and he needs some some generate. And that's yeah, it. he's so trying to generate some clout. Just, yeah. just a little bit of clips here and there. He probably sent the clips himself to NBA Central. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I ultimately <laughs> none nothing that him and Kendrick Perkins are two guys where it's like you can't take anything they say with any real validity seriously um, so yeah <laughs> I that, mean, that's sure. that's i mean to to say who to paulo bancaro who was literally on team usa and just one rookie of the year that just goes to show you he's he's not doing this for real he's just doing it to get some some interaction yeah no kidding and i mean like it'll be interesting to see i, be, I believe the 76ers are uh, playing the raptors coming up very soon so. saturday baby yeah yeah so i mean let's uh let's let's see how that shakes out i mean it's patrick beverly he's played for like 14 teams or something like that like it's <laughs> or I, I'm, I'm losing count but i mean yeah it's uh all around i mean it's it's gonna be exciting i, I just found it funny that you know those are the two teams that we're gonna be covering pretty closely this year so <laughs> yeah. um yeah one more time s Henny man thank you so much for jumping on the show uh, what is what is coming up? What can we be excited to uh, follow you and, and, when, and catch you on as well? Yeah, I, I just wrote uh, an article on Chet Holmgren, the Oklahoma City Thunder, oh, another exciting, man. really, really another exciting young team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just went in depth on him and his defense and kind of talking to SGA and Lou Dort on what he might impact that team. Yeah. Uh, go and check that out on sdpn.com or .ca. can't even remember. But anyways, regardless, YouTube, SDPN Sports as well. Oh, Twitter, at Just S. Barahini. Do all those things appreciate you guys for having me on man Thank yeah you absolutely me. absolutely my man and make sure you like share follow subscribe all that good stuff uh we're gonna be coming back with more raptors and more leafs coverage coming up next week uh, but for josh elijah and jesse mckay talk to you guys soon Thanks. cheers have a great week Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.